I was often curious. Why are spiritual people invited to talk on seminars or programs about climate crisis and sustainability and many other things? What do spiritual people know about climate change or global warming that they are asked to speak on even global bodies like United Nations or or Davos every year you will see that news if you follow these bodies or if you follow certain spiritual people they are always busy giving a talk on these places and I was curious and I realized why it is so important for these people to go there and give a give a so give a talk because you see these bodies are founded to solve the issues of humanity the issues like refugees issues like climate change issues like global warming issues like environmental protection and issues like human rights, all sorts of things. So these bodies are founded to solve these issues. But these issues that I just named, like climate crisis and human rights and so on, these issues came from the material world. These issues came because of materiality. These issues were not created by spirituality. And because it was created by materiality, you need someone, not from within the circle, but from outside the circle to tell you about these issues. So there is an internal investigation. I'm pretty sure they do it. But this is like an external audit coming to your organization and doing an inspection and telling you what you do right and what you do wrong. And because spiritual people are so honest, they're brutally honest, they're not afraid of anything. In fact, they don't know what fear is. They tell you, to your face, what you did wrong. What I have realized is all the issues we're facing right now that are dire, you know, like you say, there may be a nuclear disaster or you can say the global warming, temperature rising, all sorts of things, human rights, conflicts. That's all coming from materiality. You either say it is capitalism or socialism or anything in between. That is all material knowledge. There is no spirituality in there. And all these issues are coming from that part of ideology. Which countries pollutes the planet the most? Developed countries. The most developed countries pollutes the planet most. That's a fact. The country with the highest growth rate pollutes the planet most 
That's the fact. And that is pure capitalism. That's coming from capitalism because you need that economic growth. You are polluting the planet. You are contaminating the planet. And you have a big share on that global warming, on that climate change. Just coming from there. Suppose if you say, okay, we are not capitalists, we are socialists. But still you are talking about exploitation of resources and mobilization of resources. So you are still using all those resources that is used in a capitalist society, but only the way you distribute it is different. So the exploitation is still there, the mining is still there, the extraction is still there, the mobilization is still there. And you are still contributing towards the problem. So materiality created this havoc. Materiality created this chaos. Our problem that we call a global problem is coming from materiality. Especially these issues of sustainability, the issues of global warming and climate change, they are coming from materiality. And when a spiritual person goes and talks on these souls, he is the one who knows it was created by materiality because he or she or they, they did not indulge in materiality, they went the other path. So they are the minimalists. The true minimalists in the planet are the spiritual people. If spiritual people are not minimalists, they are not spiritual. They are way out of this material world. When I talk about spirituality and spiritual people, these are the ones that come in my impression. Saying that, I'm not telling the rest of the world to be like that. What I'm telling that there is a huge group of people who is constantly doing that, who is completely out of this material world. And if we talk about minimalists, we have to see what these people do and then learn something from them. We don't need to hoard all this possession that we have that we don't use, that we simply buy to make ourselves feel good. They say chains come from within and that is the spirit of spirituality. And all these things that we talk about, all these issues that we talk about, they are not going to solve until people realize that they are the problem, they are the creator of the problem and they are the solution. Compliance can only go to a certain extent. We make rules, we make laws, we put fines on activities. That will help to a certain extent. But the best help is when you understand that it starts from you. When you make others understand that they have to act. 
And if we do that using laws and rules, that won't sustain. So people should understand this thing deeply that they are the region, their lifestyle is the region, their hoarding intentions and desires is the reason why they have such a great carbon footprint, why they have a big carbon footprint. And if they can see this, they can monitor their carbon footprint. They individually can start reducing their carbon footprint as much as they can. They can cut the actions and activities that is contributing towards big carbon footprint. And that's the only thing that can take us towards our target of a sustainable planet. And you, you can incorporate some spirituality into that because you might have to adopt some self-control and discipline in that area. See, I was saying, why do we need spirituality in sustainability? I was saying there is no sustainability without spirituality. And the reason I'm saying there is no sustainability without spirituality is that the problem of unsustainable ecology is created by materiality. Materialism created this issue in the first place. Humans became increasingly material. We relied on material world, material prosperity, material progress. It gives us some form of security and luxury but see what we have done and now again you can't see it because you are not able to see the whole picture but if you go into history and geography and the trends of ecological destruction then you will see what we have done in the last 50 years and that is entirely human activity that's entirely human actions that's entirely human behavior that is doing these destructions and unless we revert back with good intentions unless we reset ourselves with good intentions and good behaviors things are only gonna get worse you know there is a crisis we are hitting a wall if you know you are going to hit a wall it's not enough to decelerate you have to put the brakes on you have to press the brakes and that is exactly what we need to do right now we need to press the brakes but the leaders they are not pressing the brakes and every time the leaders have failed to act people have acted what people have done in the past is they have simply refused to obey they have simply refused to obey you don't have to be violent to do that if your conscience sees that it is wrong don't do it and that's where I salute these minimalists the people who speak off for the planet the people who are really worried the people who go on bikes because they want to save the planet. 
their little steps make a difference and it's not only a difference they are making from their side they are encouraging somebody else too they are inspiring someone else they are motivating someone else that yes we can do it they are not saying that i am not obeying the normal of societies they are simply not being the ordinary joe and that's where change comes from as i was talking about all these spiritual people who go for their spiritual practices who go on a path to find the meaning of their life they do not obey the normal way of life in society they are a rebel they actually rebelled against the normalcy and the same thing is happening on this movement as well so it's up to us if we want to act or we want the governments to make us act and i prefer the first choice All right, I'm going to wrap up here. Thank you for listening. I think it's another beautiful episode. Well, I should not be saying that. But I I really hope and uh, have a great day. Take care. Namaste.